The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Thank you very much, Shane. As the price war continues between big supermarkets, uh, consumers are set to see the prices of groceries like milk and butter fall further. But how does uh, the impact? Uh, how does it impact the farmer, the consumer, uh, and indeed the market generally? I'm joined by personal finance editor with the Irish Independent, Charlie Weston, Minister of State with responsibility for employment affairs and retail businesses, and Neil Richmond, and dairy farmer based in Limerick, Louise Crowley. Good morning and welcome, one and all. Um, Charlie, will you give us an overview? overview, first of all, of the market itself. I mean, who's uh, price cutting in what commodities? We've heard milk, butter. Are there more? There could be more. Bread is an obvious one that'll probably go next because these are staples. Every household has to have milk, butter, uh, bread. Uh, um, what happened, Pat, was that last Friday, Lidl surprised everybody by announcing a 10-cent cut in its own brand milk. Uh, so that took the two-litre own brand from 2.29 down to 2.19. Now, that's still a hell of a lot dearer than it was, um, say, 2019, before the uh, Russians invaded uh, Ukraine. It's up about 50%. Uh, Once Lidl announced that, it wasn't long before Aldi got in on the act. They weren't going to lose out. Tesco and and SuperValue then followed with similar 10-cent cuts in their own brand milk. And then yesterday morning, we had Tesco out of the blue announcing a 40-cent cut in its um, butter prices. Again, own brand, Pat. We're talking here what we used to call the pound of butter, 450 grams. So the 40-cent cut in their own brand butter took it down to 2.99. Aldi followed up with that, uh, with a similar cut and uh, super value as well. Um, so, we, you know, the expectation is from experts I've been speaking to is we may see more of this. Uh, there's two things driving this. One is a big fall in, in, in global commodity prices, you know, the likes of uh, oil, as we've seen. Wheat prices, for example, are at a two-year low. Palm oil, fertilizer, animal feed, those prices have all stabilized. So, that, you know, that'll probably end up kind of seeing supermarkets demanding or, 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 or paying less to farmers. And the other big thing is, is just, uh, you know, very competitive environment with, with, with the big supermarket chains. They're watching each other like a hawk. They're price matching all the time. And particularly Lidl and Aldi, who are in expansion mode, they're very anxious to maintain or increase their market share. So, you know, for example, I asked uh, Tesco, who's taking the hit here on this price cut? Is it the farmers, the suppliers, or is it yourselves? And I, the answer I got was Tesco is investing in this, which I took to mean, Pat, was that 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 come out of their marketing budget. Yeah. Uh, so these are attempts, I think, just to make sure they, 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 they you know, try and maintain and even build their market shares because, you know, they're all fighting for that uh, percentage point each time. And, you know, the Cantor the consultancy puts out figures on market share. They, they, they watch those things really closely. And there's it, it, a lot of it to do with that. They, they know that um, consumers are going into shops far less often. They're very price conscious. They're buying far less each time. And they're ditching branded mm. goods in big time. You know, branded and own brand now are nearly 50-50 in terms of sales. So this is this is a, to try and incentivize people to go into the shops and buy a bigger amounts and uh, just to make them, you know, feel better about that whole shopping experience, which has become a, a torturous and a very expensive experience for consumers. Now, uh, people will remark when they go on holiday, for example, in the summer, and if they're doing self-catering, they go into a supermarket in Spain or Portugal or Italy, and they remark what fantastic value they get in their shopping basket compared to what they get at home. Now, part of it is the alcohol. 
tends to be a lot cheaper in these yeah. uh, countries. But it's not just alcohol. If you have a shopping basket free of alcohol, you'll still remark, is that all they charge me? They only charge me 18 euro for that lot. Imagine that. So we do tend to have to pay more in this economy than in other places. We're top of the league for most things, Pat, you know, electricity, um, you know, alcohol, those kind of things. And uh, some of it's got to do with taxes. Uh, Others is the fact that we're a small island nation. We've got a dispersed population, so it's expensive to move stuff around. Um, And then we import a lot of fossil fuels and energy is a big component of any uh, you know, the, the cost of producing and supplying any good or service. Uh, so all of these things, you know, come together and mean that mm. we tend to be a very expensive country. I and mean, others will argue that, oh, you know, wages are high here relative to other countries. Now, people on the minimum wage will take issue with that. But, you know, that's what the uh, economists will tell you. Uh, so, yes, you're right. You go to France and whether it's pharmacy stuff, you know, prescription drugs or or, or just a shopping basket of, of, of products, it, it tends to be better value in other countries uh, around Europe than it is in Ireland. Uh, we pay through the nose for everything, unfortunately. Yeah. Mind you, uh, there are, there's one commodity I can think of um, in, in France, going into a supermarket there, the price of a chicken was shocking. Uh, and it was a scrawny old thing. Now, maybe it was a pedigree chicken, I don't know, but cost far too much uh, compared to what you'd pay here. By the way, uh, Charlie, just finally, um, th- there are margins, I mean, very big margins available to the supermarkets because, I mean, Dunn's can afford to give you a tenner off every 50 that you spend, which is a 20% discount. Go to Tesco, if you've got a club card, you can get major discounts off many of uh, the commodities that are sold. So clearly there are fat margins available to do that kind of discounting. There certainly are. And interesting you mentioned Dunn's because, you know, Dunn's has been silent on all of this. and We haven't seen any cuts in the prices being charged by Dunn's. Um, but you're absolutely right. We don't know the level of profitability in these companies for, because for the most part, they don't break out uh, or, or report their profits. A few years ago, an investor analyst produced a note on Tesco, you know, it was Tesco Britain and Ireland, and made reference to uh, Ireland as Treasure Ireland for, for, for Treasure mm. Island for Tesco. Uh, so, you know, Aldi and Lidl, they're expanding like crazy. They wouldn't be doing that unless the margins were good. Also, you know, the European Central Bank has talked about profiteering among big companies. Now, they're hardly lefties and anti-corporates are, are the ECB. So, if they're saying that, you know, inflation has been used as an excuse to, to fatten profit margins, uh, I think you can take it. That's happening across, yeah. the, across the board. And we have seen figures out from the Central Statistics Office recently showing a 30% increase in corporate profit in this country in the last while. Now, granted, most of that was big corporations, uh, but, you know, still they're making pharmaceuticals and stuff that we do all end up buying in shops. So, yes, there's a fair bit of profiteering going on. There's, there's no doubt about that, Pat. All right, uh, Charlie, thank you very much for that overview. Uh, Louise Crowley, a dairy farmer based in Limerick. Louise, uh, trying to get a handle on how uh, the price affects the farmer directly. I mean, what is the, the, the process? You produce milk. What price do you get from you, for your milk? Who determines that? And how often does it change? Thanks, Pat. Um, unfortunately, as a dairy farmer, we are essentially a price taker. We don't have the control of setting our, what price that we get for our milk or, you know, much of an input in it. You know, our co-ops, our processors, they tell us monthly, this is what you're getting. And it's kind of determined by global trade and supermarkets and a lot of other factors that are completely out of our control. And the same goes for the inputs that we have 
to purchase, to produce our products on our farm. You know, uh, we, we get hit on both sides where we're stuck in the middle that we only get paid X amount for our milk, but we still have to spend the money on the same amount of inputs probably every year. But as we've seen in the last, especially two years, the inputs have been going up dramatically and milk price mm. hasn't been in correlation with it. At, at the same time, Charlie did point out that even with these reductions, that the prices that are being charged for milk and butter are way ahead of where they were in 2019. So are you not getting any of that um, bounty? The price of the actual the butter and the milk is up. And we know that ourselves too, because I think people forget we have to purchase the food as well in the supermarket, as well as actually producing it. But as much as there has been an increase in the price of butter and milk, the increase in the last two years in agricultural inputs, according to the CSO, has been 50%. Look, we had a good milk price last year, but that was just last year. What took um, six months last year to get a substantial increase in milk price was de- was demolished in the space of two months this year. We are well behind on what we were getting last year. And that would be all right, but our inputs have not come down anywhere as significant or in relation to the actual price drop that we've gotten coming in our gate. So we are getting hit both sides. We still have to spend the same amount of money um, to actually produce the product, but we're actually getting less income in mm. to actually keep our farm and our, our families going. And we still have to do the food shopping yeah. and do everything else. Now, so, Louise, you know, how, how soon will you find out from your co-op or your processor uh, what's going to happen to the price of milk? I mean, if the supermarkets are putting the squeeze on the processors, they in turn will feed that back into you. So how soon will you know whether this price war between the supermarkets is going to impact on uh, your price, that, that you're a price taker, as you say, or, as Tesco have suggested, they are absorbing this out of their own marketing budgets in order to engage in this war? Look, I would hope that Tesco are going to keep to their word on that and supermarkets that they are going to absorb this cost because at the end of the day, this is their marketing strategy. They have lost leader products to try and get people in and it is nothing to do with us. We still have to produce the product. Um we generally, the way it works, we get paid, you know, once a month, usually about the 18 to 20 days of the month. In the week or 10 days coming up to that, we'll all get a text of suppliers from our co-ops um, to say this is the price you're getting this month, if it's a couple of cents of a drop or what, yeah. whatever now, they are, are you Are you a shareholder in the co-op? We would be, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so therefore, I mean, you got, you've got a, a place at the negotiating table in the co-op. Your representatives who are meeting the supermarket chains and so on, they are, they're your voice. So do they not have any clout at all? See, the way um, it works is there is a co-op, but there's also then the PLC, the business side of it. And the co-op have a seat and they have a voice on the business aspect. But it really is, it's a minority voice. The the business side will take over. They'll say, you know, well, the supermarkets are reducing the price. We can't, you know, they, straight away the, the processor is going to blame the supermarket and say, well, they're going to pass this 
price reduction onto us and they're not going to want to take the hit either. So they'll say, unfortunately, we have to pass it on to, to the dairy farmer. We have seen this historically. Anytime a product price drops, it comes down all the way through the food chain, down to the actual primary producer, which is totally unfortunate because without us, there would be no product for them to be dropping a price on. All right, Louise, thank you very much for that insight. Uh, Louise Crowley is a dairy farmer based in Limerick. Listening to all of those conversations, Neil Richmond, Minister of State with Responsibility for Employment Affairs and Retail Business. Neil, good morning. Good morning, Pat. What do you make of this price war? Do you have any insight into what is actually going on? Well, certainly over the last uh, number of months, and indeed the last year, we've seen the, the average cost of the grocery bill go up extremely high for most people across Ireland. Staple products have gone up consistently higher. There's a bit of a concern that it's going up higher than like, this time last year. There was 10% inflation. That's back down to 5%. And we have seen an increase in profits, both for um, certain supermarket chains as well as certain producers within it. Now, as Per Louise, the costs for the producer, for the farmer, have gone up, but the return uh, is potentially diminishing. The cost for the customer in the supermarket, doing the weekly shop or whatever it is, going for their bits and bobs, are seeing that going up uh, considerably. So what we're working on is to make sure that there's a balance, that there isn't any scope for profiteering Mm. or gouging, and that ultimately the people who benefit from this are the consumer, but also the core producer, our farmers across the country. Okay, but but here's the thing. If if your shopping basket goes up by 30% in an era when inflation is 9%, explain. Yeah, this is the real concern. So inflation is part of it, obviously, by 10% this time last year, but also there was general energy costs and energy. No, but I mean, if you were, I know well, energy is particularly, uh, I mean, it doubled and in some cases tripled the cost of energy. It's, it is a significant input into some things, less so in others. Heating and cooling supermarkets obviously cost more. But still, you, you would imagine that, you know, three times the rate of inflation in your grocery basket is a bit too much. Absolutely. It is too much. And that's why it has been raised at all a number of times over the last week by Emer Higgins, by Jed Nash, and why the Taoiseach uh, instructed me yesterday to convene at a meeting of the Retail Forum. We were due to meet at the end of June. The Retail Forum sits under my department. It brings together retailers, uh, supermarket, supermarkets, representative groups from across the country, smaller grocers as well. We're going, hoping to have the special meeting early next week to get through this, to make sure that there isn't any instances of price gouging, of um, people playing inflation. And to make sure that consumers aren't suffering um, inordinately. Yeah. When but I mean, you can't know, isn't that the high. truth of it? I mean, if you're talking about uh, Tesco, they don't break out their profits in the Republic of Ireland market compared to their profits elsewhere. So uh, how can you know? I mean, you just have to take them on good faith. Is that the case? No, no, you can dig down. There's, there's, there's levers open to the state to break this down. Obviously, there is a role potentially for the... Um, Competition and Consumer Protection Commissioner. Um, there's powers to the government under the Consumer Protection Act of 2007 to break into this data, to break into the core production costs, um, to look at the costs in the supermarkets, to see where we have had reports of, um, you know, of extremely high bills, to make sure that we can use actions and and discuss it and go through with the supermarkets, with the grocers, with the representative bodies. Hopefully next week to go through and see well where are these costs these costs going up are they just inflationary can they be explained and if they're they can't be explained they need to be brought back down Mm. 
Mm. Uh, there's an, an interesting comment from David. He says, when the likes of Tesco hike prices in order to offer their a dramatic cost reduction, if you use their loyalty card uh, and they gather your data uh, as you shop with your loyalty card, does it that not push up the rate of consumer price inflation? Because what is used in the shopping basket comparisons would be the base, you know, the, the standard price, the off-the-shelf price, not the lower club card price. So does that, you know, create an inflation that may not be there for most people? And should the, the government ban such practices? Well, there's various powers open to the government and there's very various restrictions on supermarkets for when they either use reward scheme, loyalty schemes, or they do special offers. Um, and a lot of that would have been covered previously under various grocery acts. It is a part of it, but rather what we're trying to get to the bottom of and what we want to take more importantly direct action on Pat is where the cost of the grocery bill has gone up so high and um, we need clear explanation for that and if the explanation doesn't stack up we need to see those prices come down and come down in a manner, in a manner that doesn't impact mm-hmm. uh, your average farmer like Louise. Yeah. Now, one of the things that mystifies me is, you know, when I have shopped in other countries and found the price of goods in the shopping basket to be fairly significantly, if not dramatically lower than than here, you think, well, with the Aldis and the Lidl's coming along, uh, that really puts uh, price in the frame for the uh, incumbents, the, the Duns, the Tesco's, Super Values, the Musgrave Group and so on. You'd imagine that that would bring down the price overall for the grocery basket. Is there any evidence that that added competition has had that effect? Well, it has. It has in certain regards. And the more wider competition you have in uh, in, any, in any industry, but particularly energy, particularly supermarkets, it does bring down the overall pri- the overall price. Compa- comparing and crashing Ireland with different countries isn't always accurate um, based on the economic model, based on the costs that go into it, based on the taxation regime as, as Charlie would have gone through. But certainly where we've seen more competition come into the market in any sector it has brought down overall prices. But when there is a global increase, a global inflationary pressure that impacts all multiples. What our big concern is to making sure that it, inflation hasn't been excused, uh, hasn't been used as an excuse by people to rack up prices for certain staples and therefore pushing up the average grocery bill to what is a really worrying amount at the moment. Neil Richmond, thank you very much uh, for joining us, Minister of State with the Responsibility for Employment Affairs and Retail Businesses. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.